Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey, hello everyone. Thank you for joining us today, Healing Journeys Today. My name is Mike Hesch and uh, got another good word for you today. Uh, what blesses my heart is I know that the truth that you're hearing, if you allow it to be sown into your heart, is going to produce a harvest for you that will bring freedom into your life. And that's I love it when people, because I know that it's only by hearing the Word that we uh, give ourselves an opportunity to believe and to receive truth. And that truth is what makes us free. So, as I titled this, uh, How to Avoid uh, Disappointment, um, I think that's a very uh, big issue for all of us that are being challenged in any way, a uh, circumstance, a symptom in our body, whatever it might be. Uh, the enemy's right there throwing darts at us, trying to get us into discouragement, trying to get us into disappointment. And you know, as it says in the scriptures, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So one of the weapons the enemy uses is he keeps pushing us and saying, see, it didn't happen yet, didn't happen yet, didn't happen yet. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If it was going to happen, it happened this way. I mean, it's just so annoying. And uh, it just gets you all wound up inside where you just want to stand up and scream. And uh, you know how I know that? Well, that happened to me. You know, seven and a half years, I went through that torment of the devil where every day I was getting worse, not better, worse. And uh, I was still in the Word all the time. And, uh, you know, uh, I knew all the, you know, I had listened to the lessons, read the books and things like that. And so I'm trying to apply all these things. And, you know, one thing I discovered through that is that even though we might have a positive imagination or a positive expectation, it may not be from God. It could be from the devil. And I realized I had so many positive dreams, so many positive expectations about what I was going to be someday. What was going to happen someday. In the future, this was going to happen. See, all of those imaginations weren't present tense. They put my miracle off into the future. And what does the scripture say? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So the longer I had to wait, the sicker my heart came. And what, happened, what happens when you have a sick heart? Well, we manifest from our heart outwardly into our body. And that's what happened to me. I just kept getting sicker because my heart kept getting sicker. You know, and how, how could I have avoided that disappointment? Well, I had expectations. I had high expectations. And yes, they did come from the Word. I saw in the Word that it said, by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. But I also had all these imaginations coming to my mind, how Wow, this is going to be a great testimony for the Lord. Man, when people hear how this happened, 
they're going to just fall down on their knees and worship God. And, or they're going to get healed themselves. I had all these wonderful, you know, they are wonderful thoughts. And uh, they are, are kind and, and uh, good, you know, on the surface. But everything, every one of those put off my expectation. It put it off into the future. And when was my future going to happen? Okay, that was very disappointing. And those thoughts, although they were positive in the sense they were, you know, good, uh, but there was one thing sewn in with the good, and that was the bad, was you're not healed yet. Wow. And, you know, that's what I want to talk about today. I, I, I want to read an example about... Uh, in the Word, about how if we get a thought into our mind about how we think it is going to be, how it ought to be, or what, you know, uh, what we think it's going to be, you know, that can be, that can be a wall between us and our miracle. In fact, if it doesn't happen the way we're thinking it will, we're going to be discouraged. And we're going to think, wait a minute, and we're going to try and make that happen in our life. That's what I did. I tried to make the healing manifest in my life. How did I try that? Well, quoting, commanding, rebuking, all the good things that the Bible teaches. But what was my motive behind it? My motive was behind it was I'm trying to get something I think I don't have. Or I need this, and if I don't get it, I'm not going to be okay. See, all of that thinking is from the enemy, okay? It's not that the for me to see myself healed, that's not bad, because that's how God sees me. He doesn't see me sick, He sees me healed. But what am I doing with that vision or that uh, imagination? Am I taking it more Am I uh, adding to what I'm seeing in my mind? Am I thinking that that's what it's going to happen someday? Or am I taking it as the Father is showing me? That it's present tense. That that's the way it is now. Not someday will be. That The moment you add someday will be, when is that day going to be? Boy, can that dis- disappoint you. What if you think, wow... Let me share a testimony with you, just very quickly. You know, when I was very sick, uh, you know, I had brothers and sisters in Christ that knew of my situation. And uh, so uh, I remember one in particular, a a brother in Christ, uh, very zealous for the Lord, uh, uh, you know, had this vision. And uh, he calls up the pastor and he said, wow, he said, I had this vision about... uh, about uh, Mike uh, coming over and, uh, and you uh, spitting in the dirt, talking to my pastor, about you spitting in the dirt on the property where the church is at and uh, him mixing it up into like a mud or a clay and then rubbing it on the, uh, the tumor and, uh, and it just fell off, okay? And I'm thinking, wow. So he calls me 
after he had called the pastor and told the pastor that, which is, you know, probably the right way he should have done it. And he calls me and boy, was I excited. Can you imagine? I was like, praise God, the end is in sight. And uh, so I called my pastor to see if I could come over right away. Well, when I called the pastor, the pastor said to me, you know, Mike, he told me the same thing. But he said, let me share with you, Mike. He said, I don't have a witness that that was from God. And boy, can you imagine what happened to my heart? I just sunk. It was like, man, was I disappointed. And, and then frustrated, I began to argue with him. Well, what do you mean? It, what, he said it was from God, and he said he told you, and you said, and you said, wow, that's pretty heavy vision. And, uh, and I said, you know, I was getting irritated. Like, what do you mean? You're, you're going to stop me from, you mean you won't try it even? You know, I was irritated and frustrated and angry. Why? Because a friend who wanted to see me well had a vision that didn't come from God. It came from his own heart, his desire to see me well. And he, he saw it in his mind's heart. I'm not doubting that he saw it, but was it from God? It wasn't from God. And it didn't uh, pan out that way. But can you imagine the disappointment that I felt? Wow, was I discouraged. And, uh, you know, I had to just like, again, I had to stir myself up and say, you know what? No, you know, the pastor said it, so... Yeah, I guess he's right, you know, but it was hard, you know. And so I want to read an example uh, about how we can see there was someone in the Bible. Let's go there to 2 Kings chapter 5. Um, and you, you all know this example, but I want to point out some things and connect them to where we won't let our heart be discouraged, that we'll place our expe expectation in something that cannot fail, okay? I'm in 2 Kings chapter 5, and this is uh, about Naaman. You know, he was, a, he was really a man of war, and he was very devout to the king. And, uh, and it says that he was an honorable man. Now, this is God's commentary. And, uh, and he was honorable unto the Lord, and it says in the verse 1, that by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. Wow. In other words, even though he wasn't an Israelite, he wasn't a part of the children of Israel, God was still dealing with this man. I think that's beautiful. It's one of the many examples in the scriptures about how God wasn't just the God of the Israelites. He was God of every person. Okay? Every single person. And it says right here, it says um, uh, that he was also a leper, okay? So he was good, diligent, honorable, blessed by God, but he was a leper. Wow. And uh, one day, uh, this, this uh, Syrian, let me just start in verse 2, and the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Now, think about this. He was honorable in the sight of God, 
but he was raiding and taking captive the Israelites. Go figure. <laughs> it just shows that God is interested more about an individual's heart than what nation they're from or what they're doing right or wrong. That's very, that's very good for us to know. And he said unto her, and uh, this mistress said unto her, I mean, this maid, little maid, said unto her mistress, Would to God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Wow, this little girl knew of a prophet in Israel that lived in Samaria, and she said if he went to this prophet, he would be healed, and his leprosy would be gone. Wow! And so somebody went in and told the king about what the, uh, the little uh, maid had said. And so the king of Syria, verse 5, said, uh, he said, Go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed, speaking of Naaman, and, uh, and he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, ten changes of raiment, and he brought the letter unto the king of Israel, saying, now when the letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman, my servant, to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. Wow. You know, the king believed that this could happen. Naaman believed that this could happen. That's wonderful. Think about it. These are unsafe people. Do you know that how many lepers were in Israel that didn't even believe? <laughs> and here a stranger is believing on the word of one little maid. Wow. So uh, verse 7 says, And it came to pass when the king of Israel read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man does send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, that he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let, that, let Naaman come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and he stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent out a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again unto thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was mad. Naaman went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leprosy. Are not Albana and Farpar rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters in Israel? May not I wash in them and be clean? So he turned away and went away in a rage. Wow, that sounds just like me. See, I had in my mind how I was going to be healed because I had a vision. My brother told me a vision that God gave him. That I was going to, that my pastor was going to spit on the dirt, rub the dirt on me, and I, with a tumor, would just fall off when I washed it off. No, it didn't happen that way. You know, look at Naaman, the exact same thing. 
He had in his mind how it was going to be. Let me ask you a question. How's it going to be in your life? What imagination have you had? What have you received in your mind and heart that's hindering you from being healed, not causing you to receive the healing that's already yours? You know, folks, so many people go to conferences, healing conferences, uh, you know, miracle conferences, uh, prophecy conferences, and they're all going thinking, wow, I'm going to hear something or someone's going to lay hands on me and then I'll be free. Is that really the best way for you? Does that happen? Yes, it happens all the time. And, and it, it can have a place in certain people's hearts, but the majority walk away still in the same condition that they came in. Now that, to me, is worth talking about. And I think, because the Lord impressed on my heart, that this is a reason that many walk away without, without what his heart was for them to have, even before they even got there, okay? Naaman's a little different than, like us, Christians, in the sense that Naaman didn't have any teaching about the truth of God's word. He just heard a a little girl say, hey, we got a prophet in Samaria that heals people of leprosy. And if you'll go, he'll heal you. So that's the only word he had. But look what happened with that one little word. By time he left her and got to Elijah, listen to what he had turned that that simple thought that simple direction into this big imagination that was actually hindering him from receiving healing. He said, well, I thought he would come out and he would uh, call on the name of his, the Lord his God and put his hand over the place and then boom, it would be gone, just like me. Now, who told him that's how it was going to happen? See, that imagination came up in his own mind and his own heart. I think maybe the devil was involved in that, in telling him how it would be. And the reason I say that, because look at what his reaction was when it didn't happen the way he thought it should. And of all things, he he was told to go wash in that dirty, muddy Jordan River so he could be clean. He said, no way, the rivers are cleaner in Damascus than all the rivers in Israel combined. See, look what happened. His reaction tells us that that thought was not sown by God. Okay, that imagination about the prophet coming and laying his hand on him over the spot and boom, he'd be, he'd be delivered. Okay, it didn't happen that way. But what? how did it happen? Well, praise God that our father was there to help Naaman to receive. Do you know that even if you get in the same place like I was at, like Naaman was at, where you're mad and irritated and ticked off that it's not happening the way you think it should have happened by now? You know, God sent his word. Now, there was no written word at this time other than the law of Moses that uh, they could have sent to to Naaman for him to read. 
So God used the people that were there to speak to him. And listen to how beautiful this was and how the respect that his servants had for him. And in verse 13, it says, And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, listen to that. Look at the respect that they had and how they spoke to him to help him to receive. They weren't like, yeah, yeah, can you believe that? That that little mistress that you had, you ought to get rid of her lying like that, you know. No, you can tell that the Spirit of God was ministering to these people, that they even believed that if he did what Elisha said, that he would get the results. So listen to what they said. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee some great thing, wouldn't, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he saith unto thee, Wash and be clean? Wow. Those are the kind of people I want in my life. People that look at things from God's point of view. People that look at things how simple it could be. If you're dirty, if you're unclean, why not just wash and be clean? See, they saw the simplicity of what Elisha was sharing. And they said, how simple. And notice what happened. It says in verse 14, Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again unto him like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Wow. Wow, that's so beautiful. I got, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, that's what God has for you and I today too. But how is he sending that word to you and me today? How is he taking this, this anger, this frustration, this disappointment that we have experienced, how is he going to turn it in our life to where we can see like through the eyes of these servants? Okay, well, praise God, he has given us his word. Notice this, in, uh, in uh, uh, Isaiah 55, turn with me there to Isaiah 55. You know, in Psalms 107 verse 20, it says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Do you know that he sent the word to all of Israel, but not all Israel was healed? You know, Naaman, had he not received the word that was sent to him, would not have been healed. He would have walked home without it. And if he just went into the water just mad as a hornet and, I'll dip your seven times, it ain't going to do nothing, he would never have received. But when those words came from God through those servants about how simple it was and reminded him, wow, you would do anything hard. Why not just do what's easy? You know how many of us are trying to do the hard thing? Oh, if I'll, I'll travel across the world to meet this prophet, to get my miracle, instead of doing the simple thing. Just hearing the simple word at home and choosing to embrace what God is saying to you. How simple. You know, I'm going to talk about that right now how simple it is. You know, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them for their, from their destruction. 
You know, in Isaiah 53, 5, uh, and also in 1 Peter 2, 24, it tells us that by his stripes we were healed. Past tense. It's already done. That wasn't done before when Naaman was, went to Elisha. See, it, it was still future tense. So it was, it was proper for Isaiah to say, go and be healed, okay? And you'll be made clean. Where with us, God is trying to get us to accept what he's already done. So the river that we're going to dip in has already been fulfilled. And it's already made us clean. And how's he communicating that to us? Through his servants, the word. Okay? This word that says, uh, like in uh, 1 Peter 2, 24, it tells us that who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, or ye, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen? So, we might read that being in, in sickness, and that might build an expectation in us that, wow, I can be healed. But is that what the verse is saying? No, it's not. It's saying, by whose stripes you were healed. So, if you accept that expectation and think to yourself, that, oh, I'm going to be healed because that's what the Word says, then when is it going to happen? And the enemy will take that expectation that you have received that one day I will be healed because Jesus bore this, and he's going to give you all these expectations about when and what has to happen first. You know, that's, that was what happened to me over and over and over again, time and time and time again, it happened. Over and over and over again, it happened. And so what, what could I do about that? Okay, what did I do about that? Well, I had to go back to the Word. I had to go back to the Word and see what, what is going on. What is going on? I could not figure out what was happening, okay? And I didn't know what to do because my expectation was, one, he's going to spit on the dirt, I'm going to rub it on my chest, and then I'm going to be healed. The tumor will fall off. Well, that didn't happen. My pastor said, no, I don't, the Spirit of God is not in that vision. I'm not going to do that. He said, Mike, if I did, you would walk away disappointed because it's not gonna, that's not how it's going to happen, okay? Praise God, he was honest with me, and I, I didn't go through that and then would have been totally uh, disappointed, okay? So where did my expectation come from, okay? Where did my expectation come from? You know, let's go to Isaiah 55. Uh, verse 9. So let's go there, Isaiah 55. Sorry, I got distracted by something happening on the computer and I couldn't figure it out. And uh, uh, so I might have lost you for a minute. I can't tell. I can't see what's 
what's happening on my computer. It's just like it froze for a second. So uh, in verse 9, well, let's start in verse 8. Listen to what this says. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, we could stop there and say, oh, isn't that wonderful? God is just so great. But what good is that for us? How's that going to help us? I'll never think like God. You know, I taught a, studies a, a few studies ago about, um, what was it, how to stop your symptom from becoming a mountain. And it was all about our thoughts becoming God's thoughts. Now, if you don't understand what he's saying here, and you have this romanticized, uh, religiousized uh, meaning, I mean, uh, interpretation of this verse, you're going to say, well, I could never think like God. I could never do what God does. But that's not what he's trying to say. What would be the purpose of God writing this? To, to just point out to us that we can't do what, he's, what he does? On the contrary, he's trying to draw us in. And how's he doing that? Well, he's making a point. Not that our thoughts can't be his, but he's saying, look, your thoughts aren't my thoughts. That's why you're in the situation you're in. And your ways are not my ways. That's why you're stuck where you're stuck. So does he leave us sitting there? No. Listen to what he points us to, that our thoughts might become his thoughts and that our ways might become his way. He says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Wow. Isn't that what it just said in, uh, in uh, Psalms 107, verse 20? He sent his word and healed them. How did he send his word? That's what this is saying. How does he send his word? He sends it like the rain. He sends it like the snow. And what does it do? Okay, it goes into the earth. And what does it mix into the earth? Well, the moisture affects the seed in the ground and causes it to bud and bring forth and produce fruit. Fruit for the sower and fruit for the eater. Amen? Wow. That's the power of God's word. See, and that's what Elisha gave to Naaman, a word from God. And he wouldn't receive it at first. It was too simple. He had in his mind, it's got to be this way, or they're going to do this, and that's, then this is going to happen. You know, folks, although those might be good imaginations, they're putting it off into the future. We don't have to do that today. Uh, Elijah didn't, uh, Elisha, uh, I mean, Naaman didn't have to receive it that way either. He could have just said, okay, I'm going to wash and be clean. It's just that simple. And you know, his heart finally got to that place. That's why he was made whole, because he just simply received the word. And when he received the word in his heart, it produced the action of dipping seven times in the Jordan. And when he came out, he knew and saw 
that he was made whole. It said his flesh became as a little child again. Wow, that, that is awesome. Now, that's what God is pointing to us here, okay? You know, in our situation, we, it wouldn't be a problem if we uh, put on God's mind right away in responding to whatever the situation is. But like in my case, I didn't do that, okay? And I just got worse. Because as I went along, I keep thinking, well, one day this is going to happen. Instead of letting the Word move my heart to receive that it is done, it is finished. Just accept that it is done, just like Naaman had to do. Naaman had to just accept, you know what? I've just got to do what he said, and it'll be done. All I had to do was accept that Jesus had already been dipped for me, so to speak. And all I had to do was accept, okay, it is done. And I didn't need to have a positive uh, expectation. I didn't need to have a vision or an imagination. You know, although I did, but I looked back and I saw many of those were keeping me from being healed. Because I was thinking, you know, one day I'll wake up and it'll be in the bed. Do you know each time I woke up and it wasn't there, what did it bring? Yep, tomorrow's the day. No, it brought disappointment. Okay? That's what it brought to me. I'm just being honest. I'm being straight with you. That that's what it brought to me. Or, you know, I'll be showering one day and I'll lift my hands in praise to God and boom, it'll fall off into the shower. You know? All sorts of imaginations I had. I had visions. People came to me with dreams about what it was going to be like. <clears throat> but, you know, folks... I could have done one of two things. I could have stuck with those, or I could have accepted the word that God was sending to me. And what was he sending me? He was sending me the truth. He was raining down his word on me. And this word that he was preaching and ministering to me through his word, when I went back to his word, well, let me just back up for a second. You know, I got to a point where I just gave up on everything. I gave up on thinking I got to change my diet. I got to do, you know, I had done everything imaginable. Herbs, nutrition, uh, everything imaginable. Studying, quoting, uh, speaking, uh, hearing visions, listening to prophecies, going to people to get them to lay hands on me. Did it all. And I finally got to the place where I just had to give up on all of those things in my heart. And you know what that uh, opened my heart to do? It opened my heart to receive the word that God was sending to me. And so what did I do? I got back into his word. And I said, okay, Father, I'm giving up on all my dreams, all my visions, all my expectations, all my imaginations, they sure were good though. All my dreams, everything that I thought was going to happen, I'm going to lay that aside. And now what do you have to say? What is your way to get the healing to me? And when I did that, my heart was open to hear what the word that he sent me was saying. And what was the word saying to me? Here's what the word was saying to me. It was saying, Mike, by Jesus' stripes, you've already been healed. You are healed right now. 
Now that my natural mind just could not get a hold of that. So I had to forsake my natural mind. I had to say, you know what, dude, you're not helping me. So I can't use you to think anymore. And God was teaching me how to get understanding through faith. You know, in Hebrews chapter 1, I mean 11, Hebrews 11 verse 1, listen to what this says. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the evidence. It's not waiting for something to happen in the future, although the hope that I had was inspired by another scripture, 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were healed, or Matthew 8.17, who his own self, it says, uh, who took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, both past tense. But I always thought, well, he'll do it if I do this, or if I get this, or if I go here. Everything was off into the future. But notice what this says, faith is now. It's present tense. It's not waiting for the hope to become substance. It is the very substance that the hope has inspired. That's what our faith is. And listen to what it says here. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Wow. That shows me right here that it's only through faith I'm going to understand that I am healed, that I don't have to wait for an event, that I am healed right now, not in five minutes or 10 minutes or a week from now or when my vision comes to pass. No, I'm healed right now. But how am I going to get that faith that knows, that becomes the knowing in my heart to understand, aha, that's the way it is. It's letting the Word, it's letting the reign of the Word of God become what waters the seeds of truth in our heart, in our mind, that allow that to become reality to you and me. That's awesome. Think about that. And that is beautiful. That is how it is done. That is how it is accomplished in our life. And that is beautiful. So how do you avoid disappointment? Well, don't accept thoughts. Don't accept things that uh, visions or expectations that put it into the future. God's word is present tense. The, the word, the name Yehovah, that's our father's name, Yehovah, is it means, literally it means I am. And I am is continually present tense. God's not going to say, I will be your healer. No, he is your healer now, right now, in this moment. You are healed because God said you are. Not because you feel like it. Not because you think you understand it. No, but because God said you are. And that is enough for you. And that is enough for me. Amen? Wow, folks. I encourage you to go back over this, uh, to check this out, and uh, the scriptures that I went over, there's so much more to this, but I encourage you to go back over it, uh, watch it again, get out your Bible, and say, Father, yes, I agree, all my 
all my expectations have been in the future, but I'm going to change that expectation to now because I'm going to believe that what you said is present tense. Are you doing that about Jesus? Are you thinking one day I'll be saved? One day when I get to heaven, then I'll be saved? No, if you are, then have you accepted Christ as your Savior today? We can't see Jesus except by faith. Amen? We can't see heaven except by faith. Amen? So I just want to encourage you, please go back over this. Um, Let your heart be moved by the rain that the Father is sending in the form of of His Word. Let your thoughts become His thoughts. In other words, think about your situation the way God is thinking about it. And let your way of responding to it be the way God has responded to it. And you know what will happen? Is that word that he is sending to you will produce the fruit that he has sent it to do, and you will be made free. Amen. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.